Hi, I'm Tim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand You could never understand Feel the fortune flowing There is no instruction manual for grief. You have to find your own path through it. For us, it involves a lot of biking. Biking has been a form of therapy. It kept us living in the present, brought us joy, kept us healthy, and reconnected us to the world. striking the 10 and you're tuned to the Yarrabug radio show here at 3CR 855 on the AM dial podcasting I'll start again sorry about that (laughs) it's a bright cold August day here in Melbourne and the clocks are striking 10 and you're tuned to the Yarrabug radio show here at 3CR 855 on the AM dial podcasting or streaming And yes, peddling your blues away. That's what we've got as part of our show today. We'll be discussing a few news and events, but mostly we'll be guided along a path to cycling and healthiness by our guest, Craig Fry. Good morning, Craig. Uh, Good morning, Val. Joining Faith and I on the tandem here in Smith Street this morning. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, Val. And... I will remember to attribute the quote this morning. That's from a thing called the Axel Project. Craig, can you fill us in on a bit? I had a look at their uh, webpage quickly. The Axel Project, do you know where, where the, what, they, what they're up to? Uh, yeah, so this was a... Um, uh, pretty sure it was a US-based yeah. uh, uh, project, and uh, it was... Uh, so that's a quote from, I guess, that I, I pulled out for a recent conversation article. Um, and it was around, uh, um, I guess, a, uh, a grief project, really, yeah. um, using cycling to as a response to, um, you know, um, dealing with uh, uh, bereavement. Yeah. And we'll be talking about Craig's recent article in the conversation. But first... Faith is going to stun us with her wonderful bike moment. <laughs> what, you owe us one. <laughs> um, I was just trying to 
Okay, I'll uh, I'll go for a Saturday morning bike moment. It was um I went for a ride just uh, along the Yarra, pretty sort of early, eight a.m. ish. Um, and uh, it was one of those mornings where once you got down on the trail next to the actual water, it was really, really, really cold. Um, quite a bit colder, I think, than the six degrees it said it was. Um, and you're riding along wondering, you know, how long can I do this? I haven't got the right clothes on. I didn't think it was going to be this cold and maybe I should go home. And that goes on for a bit. And then you just suddenly have that moment where you realise you haven't felt cold for a bit. And you've been having fun. Perfect. And on the same morning, it was a lovely morning, Saturday morning. I'm sure people who uh, either ride down Albert Street or Clarendon Street in East Melbourne or around the edges of the um, Fitzroy Gardens, every year they plant out the middle road that runs from the fountain up the top in Albert Street all the way back down to the other end. All the elm trees have lost their leaves, so that looks pretty stark. But on the underneath all the elm trees, they've planted out a wonderful array of daffodils and jonquils all the way through from one end to the other. You probably have to get off the bike to walk it through and enjoy it, but it is a lovely little spot. Craig, a bike moment to share? Uh, yeah, well, uh, with Melbourne weather being what it's, what it's been like for the last... Oh, four or five weeks uh probably the last time i got out uh on the weekend the sun was actually shining so uh the roads were dry and uh yeah it was uh certainly a pleasure to be out there rather than uh, getting wet and grit off the road in your teeth <laughs> mm, yes <laughs> i wasn't going to mention the two flat tires that during the week and the wet and the rain uh let's move on a lot of things happening in the cycling world. Faith, the Olympic Games? Um, yeah, well, overnight there was a, a couple, the road racing. There's a, a course that um, was quite a tricky descent. I think it was Chris Boardman who was commenting it, it wasn't challenging, it was dangerous. And that um, was borne out a bit. We had uh, Annemiek van Floten, um, who's one of the Dutch riders and also a member of the Orica AIS team, had uh, a pretty hideous crash. Uh, she was in the lead. And if you are um, sensitive about those things, don't don't tack, tap on any of the videos of it because it's, it's, mm-hmm. she was left lying in a very awkward-looking position. She's in intensive care with three small spinal fractures but is in a stable condition. And Anna van der Brechen went on to win gold Um with Sweden and Italy getting silver and bronze. The first Australian came in 15th, Amanda Spratt, so that was well done. But the men didn't fare much better. Richie Port ended up in hospital after crashing, I think, on the, the same course. And uh, Nibley also crashed out, um, and they will both be out of uh, any other races for the Olympics. Not good. No, shame to start it off that way. Ooh. Luckily, everyone's looks like recovering. And luckily, nobody from the Russia Reserve has <laughs> come the grief yet. <laughs> we, we, An- we another great... Get, we're going to now touch on a hotbed, <laughs> hot topic, 
hot topic in Yarra. Exactly. So there's been a lot of community consultation. Um, Yarra Council proposed building a path from Russell Station to Merry Creek that would cut out a lot of the uh, tricky bits for people wanting to access those two points, especially if you're on a bike in a wheelchair pushing prams. Um, There's sort of some circuitous detours at the moment and some steep bits or lumpy bits that aren't always easy, especially with wheelchairs and prams. Um, But there's been a smaller group who really objected to that area being opened up to a wider range of use. Um, So that's the consultation's been very extensive um, and there was a council meeting on, I think, Tuesday night that finally about 1am after some amendments um, it was all resolved that the path will be built Um, and uh, those two sections linked in a way that will open it up to a lot more people. I fear we haven't heard the end of this. (laughs) (laughs) Craig, there's been this battle going on about access to a park it's quite uh, mm. it's been prolonged then it can it's got a little bit nasty right you know the local yeah. it's an area it's that a, at the moment yeah. a, a smaller group of people are able to access and it's beautiful mm. but it becomes a bit limited it's quite exclusive mm-hmm. isn't it? yeah. anyway plenty of flyers all around edinburgh gardens yes. and rush all station yeah. all the time uh the other thing they were touching on um Yarra Council. I live in uh, one of the sm- uh, smaller parts of Burnley where all the streets are virtually, you know, two cars parked on either side of the road. You can't move. I mean, that's how narrow the streets are. Virtually on every narrow street now are bike sharrows and bike symbols in the middle of the road, every road. One of my neighbours said, what's it mean? Why are there bike symbols on all the roads? I said, well, they're going to stop the cars driving down them. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little bit disgusted. <laughs> Every road. I mean, there are some roads near me that are, wouldn't be more than a hundred metres long. We've got two showers yeah. and two bike symbols on it. Uh, it's someone, wonderful. Someone ordered in a lot of paint. <laughs> it was anyway. It couldn't do any harm. Well, w- um, also on the weekend was the big cross Grand Prix in Melbourne at Essendon Fields which um, was Saturday saw the Lisa Jacobs race in honour of Lisa's retirement. She's been Australian champion for several years now. Um, And the opening of Jacobs Ladder, which is a pretty uh, hideous-looking set of stairs on the cyclocross course. Um, And it was an awesome weekend, a big party, really. Mount Buller brought down 30 cubic metres of snow so that we could have a truly Belgian uh, (laughs) course. And I, I think there was a pile of kids on one bit of snow, ready, hurling snowballs as their mums raced past them. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to um, find out who won what, there's a lot of uh, video of the finishes on the Fields of Joy Cyclocross page on Facebook and I'm sure they'll have a list of all the finalists and winners and uh, everyone who put in a special effort up very shortly. Yeah, and good to see cyclocross go from strength to strength here in Melbourne. Huge. State government uh, support now yep. out for Fields of Joy out of Essendon, so that's a great step in the right direction. Yeah. And just a last reminder that uh, tomorrow is Census Day and there is a question about how you got to work. 
So if uh, you did ride your bike, um, you should remember to tick that box. And uh, if you've not been riding a while because it's been a bit cold, maybe make a special effort tomorrow to... Yep. Because that's uh, part of the information yep. that goes towards... Otherwise, uh, cross your fingers and just tick the box. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would normally ride your bike. Exactly, just, yeah. yeah. It's a bad intention, yeah. the census. We're going to go to a quick break and we'll be back and we'll be talking about bicycling as therapy. <laughs> CR has all kinds of music programs for you to hear. From blues to hip-hop, reggae, classical, punk, jazz, soul, indigenous, experimental, indie, metal and other music styles. Check out 3cr.org.au on the World Wide Web for more info. You're back listening to the 3CR, the Arabug Radio Show. Bike a, a show about bikes, riding them, fixing them, loving them, and we're talking about bikes now as a tool to help in recovery, to actually provide a little bit of physical effort, to actually clear the brain a little bit and keep you a little bit more alert. And to help us guide us through that, Craig Fry is here to give us a couple of tips on how it works, why it works. Craig, I might first ask you, though, the, um, the Centre for Cultural Diversity and Wellbeing. Yes. How so, long? Yeah, so uh, that's a Victoria University Research Centre, which is where I work. I've been there since uh, mid-2012. Um, yeah, and so part of, um, part of the... the uh, work that I do with there is uh, looking at, um, well, looking at cycling history, Australian cycling history, uh, and I've also, you know, looked at uh, related topics like doping and cycling. Um, most recently, I guess, from um, my own personal experience of bereavement, uh, I've sort of looked a little bit more into the, the topic of, uh, you know, cycling and mental health, cycling and grief. Um, yeah. Mm. And... Was this something that you hadn't noticed before, or did the death of your father make you relook at this? Yeah, so um, I think um, as a, as a bike rider, I think uh, uh, your, your cycling audience out there, probably everyone will have uh, you know had the experience of you know perhaps feeling a bit down or a bit grumpy or you know what have you, get out on the bike go for a ride and you come back and you feel you somehow feel better so yeah. you know I think that's a fairly common experience and I've certainly had that over the years um, yeah but so in October last year my father um, passed away suddenly um, and you know I guess in the, the weeks following that as I was clearing out the house and you know working through the estate matters I'd just, you know, without thinking really, jump on the bike and go out and clear the head and uh, I guess, you know, started to, uh, in that way, really notice that it was helping me. Um, and, yeah, it was through that I, you know, I was sort of also doing a bit of writing too to clear the head and that quickly formed into a book. 
which was published in June. And yeah, it was a around that project, I guess, that uh, made me a bit more curious about that relationship between cycling and grief and mental health. And yeah, so subsequent to that, I you know did a bit more fact finding, looked a little bit more at the literature, uh, just to see well you know yeah. what's going on there and what's you know what do we know. Um, there have been a couple of studies done on this. It's not a neglected item, is it? Yeah, so um, what I was able to, f to, to find is that, so in, in terms of the general topic of exercise and mental health, uh, there's a very large, you know, uh, literature, uh, a lot of studies that have been done about, the, you know, the positive effects of uh, exercise on mental health, uh, depression, anxiety, that sort of thing. Uh, generally, those studies are showing that you know, um, you know, exercise is not a magic bullet, so it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. Uh, uh, and there, there are associations with improved mental health for people with you know problems in that area. Um, not a causative link. So what that means is that the 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 way it works is is due to a number of factors, not just simply down to the fact that you yeah. you know go and lift some weights or what have you. Yeah. More specifically, the the literature in relation to cycling as a as a pastime or an exercise and mental health um, is a much smaller literature. But the uh, the work that's been done there is in the same direction, if you like it. Uh, Perhaps is confirming, you know, what anecdotally a lot of us know and have yeah. experienced is that, you know, uh, cycling specifically can, uh, can you know, elevate your mood, get the blood flowing, um, you know, sort of have positive effects around yeah. uh, uh, diagnosed uh, mental health issues. Um, and then, again, I guess more specifically, again, in, in relation to the topic of cycling and grief, so that's, you know, following a bereavement, death of someone uh, in the family, perhaps. Um, most of the, so really the academic literature there is quite small, surprisingly, um, but most of the information you can find is anecdotal. So, yeah. you know, if you just do a Google search, cycling and grief, you'll come up with a lot of, you know, a lot of sources. You know, there have been a few books published. There are quite a few blogs, uh, uh, you know, other um, you know, high-profile people have uh, reflected uh, mm. on their experiences, and yeah, so there's a sort of picture there that's forming around that. Um, uh, cycling can uh, can help us in in these sorts of life situations. Mm. Just have a wild guess. What specifically about the riding of a bike do you think that produces that? Um, I'm letting go of. Other thoughts, I suppose, is what I'm going to call it in some way. Well, not letting go. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I, I don't have to guess. It really there's a there is a literature there. So yeah. you know, there have been hypotheses uh, um, suggested around what the mechanism, you know, why why cycling specifically might be having an effect. So there's two sorts of two sets of ideas around that. So the first one is that. Um, um, there's, uh, it's work, it's working because of the physiological impact of, you know, getting yeah. out and riding a bike. 
And so, you know, um, uh, again, many of your listeners will have heard of the, the endorphin hypothesis. Cycling works in that situation because doing it can get the endorphins going. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, related hormones, um, you know, blood flow, you know, just it just at that level makes you feel better. There's another set of hypotheses around, well, um, uh, what people in this area have called uh, psychological reasons. So at one level, you know, if you're... You know, if if there's just something you know that's uh, uh, that's troubling you, the simple act of throwing the leg over the bike and going for a ride can distract you. Mm. You know, so you can kind of break that. Um, you know, sitting around thinking about it. You know, feeling sorry yeah. for yourself. You get out. You know, you have to. Uh, obviously, when you're riding a bike on the roads in traffic, you have to be quite aware of what you're doing. You have to, you know be uh to use a um a popular um term these days you have to be mindful about that so at that level um um, it's probably also working to distract you a bit um yeah so there's some of the ideas around that um for me personally um i the way i described it in in my book was that it for me it, it worked for me because it brought together uh or harnessed uh the physical, the cognitive, and the emotional, for mm-hmm. me, and probably also I'll throw into that mix the social, because yeah. you know from time to time you'd be, you know, riding with others, quite often riding with others, and so, um, you know, as a as a thing to do in in the midst of you know um, bereavement and feeling sad, um, uh, you know, it's just something about cycling that sort of able to bring together all mm-hmm. of those energies. Uh, in the right kind of way, I guess. And I guess um, especially when you think about riding around cities and getting around in that way, we often talk about cycling and how uh, there's a connectedness with community rather than just passing through an area. You're you're sort of making all these little connections as you go along. And grief and bereavement is often a time where people can end up a bit isolated. So do you think that that sort of has a maybe plays a part in it yeah absolutely so um and again you know uh if you're a, if you're a regular rider you'll you will have heard you will have heard and experienced i guess the the um the idea of you know when you're you're, you're riding through a street or a, a country road or wherever you just you just feel more connected with your mm. surrounds. Um, and that's probably because of our experiences growing up as passengers in cars, drivers in cars, where it's a you know, it's almost a Bubble. sealed environment really, isn't it? Yeah. You know, so much about the yeah. modern car is about um, you know, it, uh, um, shutting out the world around you for better <laughs> for better or worse. And yeah. yeah, so there's that. And I mean I, I, I certainly found too, you know, um, uh, just uh, an example. Um, so my father lived in Wodonga. And I grew up in Albury, Wodonga, um, and uh, so I would travel from here in Melbourne up to his house and you know clear out his house after his death and work on that sort of thing. I would take my bike and I'd go out and ride on the the roads that I used to ride in my yeah. younger days, mm. and uh, in some ways reconnected with that area. Quite, yeah. quite in an unexpected, unplanned way. Um, it wasn't like I was, you know, getting the bike and and deliberately, yeah. you know, trying to ride to a place I remembered. I'd just find that riding down a road, I'd suddenly 
notice where I was yeah. and the memory would come back. It would be, you know, uh, a place that he and I, you know, went mushrooming or went fishing. And so that's the other thing I think you're talking about there is that uh, because of, uh, I guess, the, the, the inherent nature of riding a bike and um, being closer to your surrounds, you're able to connect at that level. And, yeah, for me personally, that was... Uh, that was a, a key part of the experience for me as a, you know, healing, if you like, if you want to put it that way, um, a way of working through that uh, precisely because of that. Yeah, I guess in that case it was literally almost connecting that past with your father to absolutely. That, that new moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And unplanned, unscripted. Yeah. Which a lot of things happen on bikes which are unscripted. You know yes. what I mean? It's, a, yeah. it's one of those things that actually puts you in a position where you're you're open to other things. Yeah, and yeah. powerful because of that. You know, you can be surprised again and, you know, the uh, unexpected in, uh, yeah, yeah, very good. And a lot of the, um, when people talk about the effects of bikes uh, on people's mental state, um it's, they do often have seem to have something over and above exercise in general. How much of that do you think is the the rhythm? Did you feel the the rhythm of riding a bike? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I often think of um, um, some of the bike riding I do as as a meditation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You um, and I. So you know the bike riding I do includes commuting to work. It includes racing. I do a bit of racing too and training for that, obviously. Um, uh, in racing, you know, we we talk about, um, you know, one mark of a good rider being, you know, good pedalling style, good rhythm. Mm. And that idea also applies to, you know, just the, just the Sunday bike ride you'll be doing just for no reason at all, you know, along yeah. the beach or what have you. Uh, the rhythm of it, um, you know, you get in the zone, uh, it's certainly part of it. And, you know, um, uh, I guess we know from um, uh, the world of meditation that, you know, um, partly what that's about is a rhythm too, whether Mm. that's through chanting or, you know, whatever you might be doing. Um, But, yeah, there's a – I think there's certainly something in that. Some Some dancers look always look great. Some people riding bikes always look great, but there's a. It's actually you can really tell somebody's pedaling style. You know, when you look at somebody's rhythm, you can. To an un, an untrained person, can say there's something choppy about that. Anyway, I should get off. <laughs> because it's repetitive, yeah. repetitive, yeah. repetitive, and yeah. you know, cadence. You know, stay body starts breathing at the same speed, you're starting the pedalling about 80 or 90 beats per minute, things start to fit into that rhythm. Yeah, yeah. and it has that, that effect that whenever we start doing something rhythmic, you, it, it loosens your mind. It, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Craig, thanks for that. Great if, tips. Uh, if anyone's <laughs> interested in reading yes, your sorry, book, yes. where yes. would they uh, find it? Yeah, so it's an e-book, so it's very easy to find. Uh, you uh, just need to – you'll find it on Amazon.com. Uh, and, yeah, you need an Amazon account and the Kindle app and uh, you can read it on any of your devices. 
And we'll have the details with the, the title and everything up right. on the podcast. Right, terrific. I told you I'd make one mistake. <laughs> <laughs> there are a few events coming up. There's a couple. We've got September, I mean, August the 28th. Arc, there's Archibike, an architectural bicycle tour of Brunswick, and you'll find the details of that up on the Squeaky Wheel website at thesqueakywheel.com.au. Um, and also a lot of regular bug rides are up on the bikefun.org website. Um, Mooney Valley Bug, Darabin Bug and Moreland Bug in particular are running uh, regular weekly or fortnightly rides. And that's all we have time for today. Uh, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners, so if you'd like to make a donation or subscribe to the station, you can do that at 3cr.org.au. Thank you very much to Craig for coming into the studio today. Thanks, guys. Coming up next is Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.